Welcome back, you are listening to another episode of Keep the Changes 30 from 30, a little bit of a special series of content for you as it's my birthday month. This is number 11. This is an absolute cracker, this one, because this is sort of when uh, life really, really changed for me. So I, I decided to quit my job, and that is what the title of this one is, Quitting My Job. And I guess on reflection of the decisions I've made, this one's probably had the biggest impact on my life because of the second, third, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth order consequences uh, that this decision has then led to. And you know, I, I want to be careful with keep the change, not to almost like force business down people's throats or. Um, quitting their job because I know that that's not for everyone and it might not be you and I don't want to sort of suggest that that's the only way you can you can go about things but quitting my job and getting into business has just given me um, so so much and it's just been so good for me that I probably biasly think well surely everyone can do it and Part of me believes that, but part of me knows that that not not everyone's cut out for business because actually we have a high failure rate um, of of business in New Zealand. But a, a lot of that too, I think, is just people not really knowing what to do and and actually being willing to to do the work. And it's, I guess if you look at obesity, for instance, you think, well, how have we got such a high rate of obesity when we're so well educated that we need to eat well and and exercise? But again, it's just getting people to do the things they need to do. That's the tricky thing with, with life, right? But uh, for me, this was uh, a moment where I, I, I'd i sort of known throughout my life, and I might have explained in prior pods that you know, I was off doing speech competitions, for instance, and, um, you know, and, and as, a, as a, not as a child, but when I was growing up, and, and people would say, oh, he, he's going to go a long way, that boy. And, and I kind of like, just thought, fuck it, it'll, it'll happen. Like, when's it going to happen? But I didn't realize that I was the person that actually needed to still go out and make that happen. And I would go to work and I'd work my ass off and I worked so hard. And uh, I was always listening to motivational type things. And uh, we had this idea to start school rebates, which was a way for parents to claim back their school donations. And a guy on the plane was telling me about it. I'd, I'd tried to start businesses previously, but I'd, I'd half asked them because I had. You know, still had a job, and I would try and do them after work, and and I think I come to the conclusion. I thought I just need a, I just need a, um, you know, jump from the old building, so to speak, and the parachute will open. I don't know when it'll open, but I've got faith that the the parachute will open. People have been telling me my whole life this boy's going to go far. He's going to do a lot, and um, you know, he's going to be successful, and. So maybe I'd started to believe these things that I was hearing when I was growing up and I knew I could feel this thing inside me. I could feel this potential maybe pulling at me going, come on mate, Like, when are you fucking actually going to get after this? And and so I decided that with this business idea around school rebates, I was, I was going to bin the job and I was going to throw myself in the deep end. I had a few funds behind me because I hadn't rinsed everything over in Vegas and over in the seven-week bender, which you learned about. And I thought, well, I could, I could still live for a little while and I did an exercise where I went through all of my costs, everything I paid for, and, and went, right, do I need to be paying for that? Do I not? Can I strip some of that out? And um, could I you know, could I not pay rent? I'd have to move home if I did that. Would I be able to? Yes, I would. I'm very, very lucky and fortunate that I could do that. And and, and I actually did do that as well when, when business 
started not going so well, and I started learning, holy fuck, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. But uh, they, they took me in, and uh, and, I, and I would just uh, I would work my face off, basically. And they got to see that, but I built a better relationship with my parents and got closer with them, and it was, um, it was really, really special. And um, some really fun years for me where they got to see me going through probably um, some of the, the hard graft of starting a business and, and really watch that and... You know, sometimes they were worried for me where I would be home late and I'd be saying, oh, I've just been to this meeting today and this one, and this one, and this one. And they're going like, fuck, mate, you know, you can't keep going like this. And I'm sort of going, well, like, can't I? I was like, I feel like I kind of have to. I'm not really sure I've got any other option. And um, my mate came and lived with me as well. So that was special. I had him around. And this this is when I was back at home. And um, he's got this video, and I can still recall him sending it to me where he's he's rolling in the, the driveway and the the everyone's in bed, and there's a light on in the he's he's gotten home really late, and there's a light on in the lounge, and it's just me sitting at my laptop, just just still going for it, and um, he he put paired some music back to it, and it was something about you know it's a, it's a great saying, it's like it doesn't matter what you do when people are watching you, it's it's about what you do when no one's watching you, and I, I talked a big game about being able to have a hard work ethic and and get shit done, but I, I like to back it up as well and. And and that's sort of what he was he was saying. He's like, mate, you know, you are you're really putting it in. But uh, to to wind back a few steps, I, I said to my boss at this accounting firm, I was like, mate, you got to let the peacock fly. I think that's the saying from some one movie. And because he was trying to convince me to stay, and I'm like, mate, like, I'm like, you're wasting your time. You'd be better to spend your time with your family because I I have to do this for me. Like, I know I've got these things that I could could make happen, but I I can't do them sitting in here and working for you. And I wasn't just doing 40 hours for these guys. I was doing 60. You know, I was, I was thinking about shit on the weekend. I was calling people after five, calling clients. I was, I was doing all of their work, and, and it wasn't just a, a nine to five for me because I was, uh, I was always very invested and passionate about the work that I was doing for whoever it was. And so I, I was willing to do long days. And I'd done 14-hour days at the, um, at the... Woolworths Distribution Centre, for instance, it was just it was just part of what what you did. I'd do a eight hour day at school or whatever it was, and I would come home and I'd work for another three hours, and then I'd do my homework. Or so I, I, I knew knew no different. And whoever I worked for, I would try and go above and beyond. And I thought that was the thing that would get me ahead, but I guess I come to learn that that wasn't actually the thing that gets you ahead. Like yes, it does get you ahead somewhat, but it, it's if you've got massive goals, it's not going to be the only thing that's going to determine whether you are, are successful or not. you It's a great phrase to go on above and beyond, but uh, often you might go 20 hours above your working salary, but you're not getting paid. You know, that's in a 40-hour work week. If you're doing 60 hours, I probably wasn't doing 60, but I, I was, sometimes I was doing like an extra 8, 10, 12 hours on top of what I needed to. But you're not getting that as a salary increase. You're not getting any more. So I wasn't really getting ahead financially. I was just thinking I was just building up a whole heap of karma and I was, I was you know, going to be rewarded somehow, some way. But anyway, all of that was kind of gone once I quit my job. And uh, we started this business called School Rebates and we, uh, my, me and my now business partner, we poured a, a stack of cash into that. We got to the stage where it was, it could pay for itself, but there wasn't going to be much profit. The IRD said to us, look, you know, we're going to rebuild what you're doing anyway, so you're probably not going to have a business here in the long term. And it become um, very obvious that, that that wasn't going to be a sustainable business. And so we started to build out Next Advisory, which we're now into year five and uh, going going very well. 
and, and really being clear on building a business that we want. But um, you know, in that time, I think I started to, I realised how little I knew about business and I would meet with like everyone and anyone to kind of learn what was going on and, and I started to realise that a lot of people didn't even know what they were doing and they wanted you to, to buy things from them and I'm sort of sitting there going like, holy shit, I, you know, I, I don't need what you're selling me, why am I sitting here? And I chewed up and wasted a lot of time meeting with people that really I didn't really need to be connected with but I had to do some groundwork and I had to do some work to actually go and build some relationships and go and build some networks and things like that. And... You know, I was willing to do those things because it's my skill set, it's my it's my personality type. I, I enjoy meeting with people and can kind of talk to anyone and spark up a conversation. And um, you know, I, I needed to to do those things to ensure that we started to build some of those relationships. And and um, you know, they've, they've paid off longer term, but admittedly, a lot of them early on were just a, a waste of time. Realistically, so you know, I think someone asked on Instagram what was the moment like when you quit your job and it was it wasn't like this massive relief or anything it was more um it was more like a finally because I'd probably been putting it off like I knew I had to go and have a crack at the stuff and I sort of thought well what's the worst that can happen I you know I have to uh come back and get a job and often people tell people that and you think okay well that's that's a good point like you just if 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 you fail you just go back to your job you might end up with a bit, a bit of debt or whatever but um you build back and usually you know like everyone's always screaming out for workers no matter what's going on it's like i can't find good enough work good workers and if you're a good worker and you have a crack at a business and it doesn't work for you you know you you'll find a job somewhere and I kind of knew that 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 I'd that I'd have that safety to be able to do that, or I'd go and find a job that I you know wanted more than the one that I currently had. But but I was determined not to fail. So I was you know up to three a.m. even with school rebates, replying to emails and doing things and um, and grinding because when you start a, a startup business from absolute scratch compared to buying one, you literally start with nothing and you have to build everything. And I guess maybe some tradies, for instance, might know what it's like to literally start with an empty section and then build a house from scratch and 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 how rewarding that is and the things that you have to think about in order to be able to do that. And I, I don't really even know where I was starting with a lot of those things. And so for me, you know, I had to go out and learn those and they chewed up so much time because I couldn't afford to pay other people to do them because I just didn't have the money to do that so I wasn't able to buy my time back by saying hey could you set up this Facebook advertising campaign for me hey could you set up my emails for for me like we we didn't have that luxury uh, and so it, it, it all needed to be figured out but you learn so much through that process and through the process of doing and I, I really enjoyed it of course it was really really hard but you get a massive appreciation for other people and what they build and the energy it takes to, to build something and you know whether that's an Instagram following, whether that's an email list, whether that is a client getting them on board, uh, whether it's getting people into a room, whether it's you know selling out an event, things take so much energy and I heard a great quote when uh, we had someone come and speak to some of our clients down on the mountain when we were away for our business planning He's like, time management's overrated, energy management is underrated. And you don't hear many people talking about energy management, but 
you know, I that's something that I've gotten better at understanding over the last couple of years is when my energy is high, I'm like, Luke, you need to deliver and do a lot of shit because you're not always like this and you'll have days where your energy's not quite as high. Uh, but there's a great saying that I like to rock around and that's and I learned this one from Grant Cardone. It is just show up. And it means that, you know, if you're hungover, if you're scared, if you're anxious, whatever your terminology is, like whatever baggage you're carrying and you're supposed to be at something, like just show up. If you really don't want to go to something and it's a networking event, for instance, and you're out of your comfort zone, just show up. And it's three simple, simple words to live by. And um, you know, sometimes I don't have the same levels of energy that I'd like to have, but I know, okay, I can default back into just show up and just just get it done and go through the process and and come out the other side. But then those days where I've got a stack of energy, I push and I push and I push and I absolutely use it to my advantage. And um, you know, I've I've had to learn that in business because when you're employed, you can kind of go, all right, well, I don't care about any of this shit anymore, and you just walk out the door and go, I'll care about it tomorrow when I get here at nine a.m. Like fuck this now, this isn't important. I'm off to family time, and that's all good. But you know, business is kind of it's just always coming at you, and when you're sort of in charge of your own destiny. Uh, you could be in charge of uh, of not making it too. So you you have to accept that you've got to put some barriers in place, but at the same time, you, um, you're responsible for just about everything. And everything that goes wrong, you've got to solve. And that takes a long time to get away from that where you might start having staff and things like that, you know, depending on the type of business that you set up. But uh, ultimately, business owners, they'll often talk about how I feel very lonely, I feel very isolated, I feel like people, I, I don't relate to my friends anymore and, and all of these different things start to happen and you know it's just part of the journey because it's, it's I guess for some people that business owners they compare it to you know, having a baby and it's their baby and they care so much about it um, but there's also a great saying that you know entrepreneurship is, is a life sentence so you might as well have some fun doing it. And I think business owners can be very, um, they can be, yeah, they can often not remember to have fun whilst they're doing it and they get too caught up in in it all and forget that, hey, shit, actually, I should be enjoying this, I should be having fun. And I spoke to one only a couple of weeks ago who during COVID was like, I was ready to sell it all, I just couldn't be fucked with all this, it's just worn me down too much and, uh, and I wasn't having fun. So often an exercise that we'll get people to do is go through what they hate doing and what they love doing. And those are two very strong words. And then it, it helps to analyze what is taking the energy and then what's actually giving them energy. So then we start getting rid of some of the things that they hate so that they've got a higher level of energy and then getting them to do more of the things that they love. And that increases their energy even more. And they enjoy their overall business and, and job uh, in their business even more. Uh, because they are increasing the energy, so that is, that's effectively energy management, and that's a task that you could do for your own life too. What what some of the things that you hate about it, um, whether it's just like going and picking up the shopping. Well, why don't we switch to online shopping? Those little things. Is the six dollar delivery fee actually worth the happiness and the time that you get back? And uh, a love hate list is um, you know something that we've come up internally in in come up with internally here, but. Uh, has actually really, really helped a number of, of of our clients and a number of our clients' team members as well. So something to think about. Um, the 
The school rebates journey was a, a good couple of years, but we kicked off Next Advisory as well, probably a year into the school rebates journey, maybe not even that long. So we're sort of doing them alongside each other. So we're juggling um, quite a bit there, but um, it was, yeah, it was it was then, okay, where are we focusing our time? But because we knew school rebates wasn't going to be a long-term thing, you know, we were able to give a million dollars back to, to parents, which you would have read a uh, Keep the Change lesson about that at some stage. Uh, but because we knew that it wasn't going to be sustainable, we needed to focus on Next Advisory and start to grow that too. And entrepreneurial type people can be very quick to jump from shiny object to shiny object and they they have different ideas and they want to do different things and they want to work on all of them. And you've got to be very disciplined at sort of working when you're working if you want to have multiple projects on the go because the more you focus on, the the less you can focus on one thing. And that can then decrease the speed at which you're going to progress uh, with that with that topic or with that business idea because you, you are spreading your energy across multiple different projects. So something for people to think about too. But you know, if if um, you know, I, I don't know how to explain what that thing is, but you you might know inside yourself that you um, you know, you've always wanted to start a business. You've always wanted to work for yourself. You you might you might feel that. You might know that. For some people, you might go, well, actually, like I don't have that, and and that's completely fine. You know, I've done keep the changes before about people who have become extraordinary extraordinarily wealthy through working. Um, close to businesses who do do really well and they get a percentage of those profits and things like that and you know maybe like business isn't for you but if, if you're one of those people that you've always thought about it then you know one of the key things that people do wrong when they start a business is they, they want to do something that they want to do but the market doesn't really care the, the market wants what it wants and it wants you to solve a problem for it and that's all business is it's it's problem solving so our problem that we solve for our clients is that we help them get to their goals faster. And that, that's in the business advisory side of things. So we help them understand what answers they need to get them further down the path in their business. And in the accounting side of things, it's usually just to help them stay on top of their tax and keep them on side of the IRD. So those are the two problems that we're effectively solving. But, you know, a lot of people will go, oh, I'm going to start this bloody cafe that's got rose petals at the door and and I'm going to do it because I love rose petals and everyone loves rose petals and no one cares and that sounds brutal and very rough but it's so so common people start a business and they haven't actually figured out does the market want this so if you're thinking about going down the business route then think about the problem you're solving and uh, part of one of my goals is to is to educate more people about financial literacy and one thing I wanted to do was solve a bigger problem. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm having some fun in the um, next advisory space and with business owners but then I'm limited to, to just business owners and then I you know have my outlet with the horse racing stuff and I've been able to add some value into that industry and create a bit of an impact and do different things and that's been great. But um, again, it's just limited to, to one industry. And then I think, well, what if I could help like everyone? What, and so what, what I'm doing is I'm looking for a bigger problem to solve. And that's a, a methodology that I've followed a little bit since quitting um, my job is I've realized that a lot of the things that I used to stress out about when I was in employment, they just, they're too small to actually worry about in business because you've got to carry on. And 
you know, we'd lose a client, say, in our accounting practice job, and it would be this big deal for ages, and um, you know, you'd be worried about what your boss is going to think and stuff. And and we recently lost a client for Next Advisor, and it's like, well, look, that shit's going to happen. Let's get the feedback. Let's find out why. Let's see what we can learn from it, and let's keep rolling. And let's not let's not be naive to think that we're going to be able to go through life as accountants without losing any clients because things change, people change, and relationships change and pricing changes, all these things change, and, and, and things can change. So, you know, actually going, righto, that, that's not even a problem anymore. That's that's nothing to get anxious about, to get nervous about, to get upset about. we just got to keep rolling. That's what can we learn, and we roll. And so you're looking for bigger problems, and that means that smaller problems become less uh, worrying for you, they become less relevant, and they get less of your time and your attention because you know you need to solve bigger problems. So instead of going, oh my God, I can't believe we lost a client, I'm thinking, how do we get 12 new clients? And you're thinking about how to solve a bigger problem. Now if I keep the change, for instance, I'm like, okay, outside of the things that I'm already doing with horse racing, with um, accounting and and ex-advisory, that side of things, I'm like, what's a fucking bigger problem that I can solve for people? Well, I really would like to help people understand financial education, money, and the economy, and literacy better, and if I could help improve people's lives, then that's a bloody huge problem to solve. And I know that I'll never completely clock that because people with a lot more resources have tried harder uh, than me and have done different things, but you know, we'll never be able to help everybody. It is what it is. But for those people who want to learn, I want them to be able to have something uh, that they can learn from. So what I guess quitting my jobs allowed me to do is instead of going to my job from Monday to Friday, sometimes I go on a Saturday and just doing the same shit basically. And then it's you roll into another year of financial sets of accounts and all these things. I could look at different things that really light me up and go, can I, um, you know, can I solve that problem? And, and can I help in that space? And that's what really drives me and where I get a lot of fulfillment out. So, you know, I, I love getting emails from people saying, you know, these podcasts and these emails have completely, um, you know, changed the way I do my finances and things. You know, it's, it's so rewarding for me. And you're not thinking about, you know, how big the invoice size is that you're sending out in another area of your life at that time because you're just in that moment going, wow, you know, I've, I've genuinely helped someone and, and, I'm, and I'm helping solve a problem. So business is about solving problems. And and that's as simple as it needs to be and as hard as it needs to be as well. But it's allowed me by quitting my job to do a number of different things that I know I wouldn't have been able to do had I have stayed at my job. And in the next uh, few days, we're going to go through some of the little things that I've had to face whilst um, you know going through those early days of business and, and what that might have done to my financial perspective and financial side of things and where I was living and and whatnot and we'll we'll chat about those but um, you know I I just cannot speak highly enough of making the and taking the leap to to have a crack at it and I know that I'm very lucky that you know I've I've got probably a a higher level of confidence than than a lot of people and uh, I don't know what that is I've probably had amazing parenting and uh, you know we've spoken about some of the things that that i you know, didn't have growing up, for instance, or uh, the things I saw, and it, and it's just shaped the way that that I've then behaved, and I've become more confident in myself, and um, worried less about what people think about me and stuff, and it's just become like a snowball effect for me. And uh, the way I sort of look at it as well, I'm like this, so then you know, why why not squeeze it for its potential, and then see who you can help along the way, 
um, and and that's what I've enjoyed doing. So you know, I am by, by no means anywhere near finished that journey. Realistically, only just warming up. Phil and I we plan next advisory in five year blocks. Uh, I I've planned to keep the change in a ten year block, and eighty percent of that plan looks pretty clear. The other twenty, I'm not too sure on. That's easier to plan for next advisory um, because we've been doing it a little bit longer. But the longer I go with keep the change, you know, I'll figure out how to really turn this into to something even more. But as long as people are learning, then you know, I'm stoked. Um, and and if I can help push on, well, pass on some of my confidence, then you know that would be an outstanding uh, reward for me as well because it's all good and well for for me to be confident, but um, you know, if I can encourage other people to to have the confidence to try some things that they might might want to do in their life, whether that be starting a business or um, you know asking for a pay rise or starting a, a side hustle or knocking on the neighbor's door or posting their first thing on social media, you know, often those things come from a place of having the confidence to do it, and and I think that confidence comes from knowing what you need to do. And, and actually going and doing those things and practicing them too. So if I can uh, encourage people to go further, then they perhaps wouldn't or perhaps would have without listening to this, then you know, that, that means a lot to me. So I feel uh, very blessed and lucky to now have the, the skill set and the life that I have and I want to be able to give some of those things back to other people um, how and where I can. And keep the changes is one way that I'm doing that at the moment but again you know I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for quitting my job and it's it's just allowed me to to do things that I never would have been able to underneath that umbrella and even just posting on social media some of the things that I write and stuff I know that it would have been like hey you can't say that or there'd just be restrictions so it was like having all the shackles taken off and now I got a, I got to to start my own journey of figuring out, fuck, have I actually got the chops to to make this stuff happen and to have a crack? And um, you know, I, I sort of I didn't I didn't want to go back to that job. I didn't want to go back to working for someone. So I wanted to figure out how can I strip costs out of my life so that I can make this happen. And um, you know, through this process, I got back to to absolutely square one with having absolutely no cash again and and going, fuck, you know, what's how have I got back here again? But um, I wasn't at any time, I wasn't sort of like, oh, I'll go back and get a job again. It wasn't what I was thinking. And uh, I just kept grinding and I kept grinding at it and I tried to limit my exposure to death but decrease the expenses that I had going out. And I'll explain some of those things to you uh, over the next few days as well. But... The journey, I think this is a big turning point for me, this part of my financial journey and my life journey where I manned up, I walked in the room, I shit scared to the boss and said, mate, I'm out of here, I can't do this anymore, I've just got these things that I need to do, I don't know how I'm going to do them, but I owe it to myself to go and have a crack at trying to make some of these things happen and, and that's exactly what I did. So there you go, I quit. It felt great, and uh, I guess one thing I would say too is that, you know, you, 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 with big life events that you'll have, no one cares. I, I know that sounds so brutal, and I often say no one cares, but they just don't, you know. And you get a five hundred likes when you buy a house. You get five hundred likes when you 
um, you know, get get married or whatever, and maybe even if you start a business and you tell people, but you can't keep posting about it because people don't really care. They're like, yeah, well, we knew that, so just fucking carry on, you know. So don't expect everyone to to buy into your dreams. And um, I think I will. I might even almost. I think I've got that written down. I don't know if that's one of the podcasts. I don't think it is. Oh, yes, it is. I think I'll do an entire podcast in it later on in this series, but. Um, that's all good, you know. You don't you don't necessarily need them to. You just need to make sure you care about it and you care enough about it to make sure that you keep rumbling on that path. All right, that has been quitting my job. It's a very uh, briefish insight into that the start of that process, but we'll go a little bit deeper into how my life changed from there, and um, you know, hopefully you'll take something from that. And if you if you're thinking about doing it, then think about some of those practical suggestions that I had around how you can decrease your expenses and uh, what things you could take out of your life and how you could basically stop yourself from going back to that job that you may not want to be at. All right, be good. See you tomorrow.